Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. Welcome in to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Adam Crowley, from the halftime show on the Steelers radio network, the pregame show on the flagship home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5 DVE, your host and senior producer on Steelers Nation Radio, available on iHeart.com, Steelers.com, and the official Steelers app. Of course, you can hear me on ESPN Pittsburgh as well. We got a lot to cover. On today's program, one of the big topics going on around the National Football League right now is injuries, and this is a new one, but Teddy Bridgewater, the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, was removed from practice, and practice was actually canceled after he suffered an apparent leg injury that was so bad that he had to be taken to the hospital. So more details on that to be forthcoming, I am sure. That is just awful, awful news for the Vikings and for Teddy Bridgewater in his third season, a guy who was expected to take a big step forward this season. And the last couple of years, he really hasn't thrown the ball much down the field. This year, he was supposed to take more shots. He had looked good thus far in the preseason. Big blow for them. Obviously, Tony Romo, perhaps out six to ten weeks. Ben Watson, the tight end of the Baltimore Ravens, blew out his Achilles, so he's going to miss the season if you follow the Cincinnati Bengals at all, and I'm sure you do because you are a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Uh, You know that Adam Jones did not play in the last game because he got banged up in warm-ups, and A.J. Green had to leave the game early. Both of those guys expected to be okay, but there are a lot of injuries right now going on around the National Football League, and the Steelers, well, they're battling through it as well and they seem to be fighting injuries every single year as do most teams around the National Football League but the Steelers have been bit by this bug maybe more so really than anybody else we'll talk about that coming up we'll hear from Craig Wolfley we got a new thing we'll be doing here on the Locked On Steelers podcast we'll be doing Tuesdays with Wolf as I host in the locker room with Tunch Yilkin and Craig Wolfley actually fill in for Tunch Yilkin uh, and host with Craig Wolfley every Tuesday from 10 until noon on Steelers Nation Radio, available on Steelers.com, and uh, get his opinions on a lot of different stuff going on, uh, both around the National Football League and with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll play some clips from him every Tuesday right here in the Locked On Steelers podcast, some conversation that he had with me. We'll be doing that today, talking a little bit about the Cam Hayward injury and the Marcus Gilbert injury and how those injuries will affect the Pittsburgh Steelers, how significant they are, and more. Uh, We're also going to talk a little bit about Mike Tomlin and his comments to the media earlier on today. Not all that much was gleaned in the press conference, uh, so why don't we just do that now? Mike Tomlin said that number one pick Artie Burns is expected to play against Carolina. Not as optimistic about Bud Dupree, who's been battling that groin injury. Uh, We shall see. He's being evaluated 
probably actually as we speak right now. Here's who won't play in this game. Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, D'Angelo Williams, Eli Rogers, Cam Hayward. You're not going to see Stephon to it. You're not going to see Ryan Shazier. You're not going to see Lawrence Timmons, no James Harrison, no Jarvis Jones, no Mike Mitchell, William Gay not going to play, and probably not Marquise Pouncey and Marcus Gilbert. So a lot of backups. It's going to be the Landry Jones show, and there's going to be a lot of backups in there, and the Steelers have to cut their roster down to 53 on Saturday. Uh, They did make some roster cuts today. We will get to that. They had to drop down to 75. I find that archaic. I don't understand why they had to drop it to 75. I don't know why there's this slow progression to get down from 90. You got to incrementally do it down to 53. I think it would be nice to see a full 90-man roster perform in that final preseason game so you can at least put bodies out there on the field and get to evaluate some of the guys. Having it down to 75 doesn't make much sense to me because you're going to have you know, all but 22 players make the roster. So you're going to have to play a lot of the guys who you already know are going to make it and you risk them to possible injury. I think it's dumb. Uh, I I never really liked that. And I still think it's dumb uh, to this day, but either way, the Steelers had to cut their roster. We'll get to that coming up at the end of the podcast. As I mentioned, the Steelers battling through some injuries right now. Shamarco Thomas is banged up. So would not expect him in this game. Uh, Cody Wallace banged up. Uh, The Steelers put Gerald Hawkins on IR, which is actually probably good for him. He'll be around for the next year. Uh, That's good for B.J. Finney as he's trying to make this Steelers roster. Um, But the big injuries for the Steelers are to offensive lineman, right tackle Marcus Gilbert, who is a very good player. Matt Williamson, who hosts our Locked on NFL podcast, says he's one of the top five right tackles in all of football. Could be maybe the best right tackle in all of football. Uh, That's an injury that's certainly going to affect the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I was speaking with Craig Woofley, former guard for the Steelers uh, and current sideline reporter on the Steelers radio network uh, today about suffering. A hyperextension, and it's actually an injury that Craig Woofley suffered in his playing career. So here's his thoughts on how Marcus Gilbert's going to respond to the injury and how the team is going to uh, be able to move on uh, with some of their offensive line depth. Here's Craig Woofley. Well, I had the misfortune of having Fathead Webby fall on my elbow. Mm. And I, I was down on the ground. I had my put my arm down to get up, and he crashed into it. Hyper, he was within a whisker of, of dislocating my elbow. It just it was an awful moment, and um, so I uh, finished out the game. And then I don't remember missing any time. I may have. I can't. If it was, it was very brief. The needle is your friend, and what you have to do is shoot it up and tape it up. Now, the problem becomes the extension, the viciousness of you being able to extend your arm in a punch. That's where the problem occurs. So what you're going to do is start favoring with the opposite hand. Now, for me, thankfully, it was my inside right elbow, so what I could do is punch hard with my left, and I just lock inside with my right hand, and rather than punching and and trying to really – Knock, knock a guy back, I had to, for several weeks, just kind of lock on, punch hard with the left hand, get to his outside shoulder, but then lock on, and then just go from there. And for him, it's the inside as well, I believe. I think it's his left arm. It's too. his left arm, yes. Yeah. Now, it's good because his upfield arm, he'll still be able to punch with. 
But the thing that, you know, it's I felt like, Marcus, I have to apologize because I think I jinxed you. Because talking about him, um, it's it's a bad thing for offensive linemen. Bad karma. You know, bad mojo. But Marcus, you know, has really come on. He has yeah. been playing great. And I was remarking to Tunch about how I thought he was as close to this the the uh, to uh, Larry Brown, who was the great wow. right tackle for so many years, as I've seen since Larry Brown. I mean, Larry Brown was awesome. People do not realize. Coach Noel wrote in his, I believe, his biography that the one guy that that uh, should have been uh, another Hall of Famer was Larry Brown because he was a terrific player to move from tight end to offensive tackle. And anyhow, Larry Brown was just awesome. And so watching Marcus, Marcus has developed the same way. I mean, he's got a tremendous – he kicks like a mule when he punches. When you watch guys' heads snap back, mm. you know, when he punches them, when they're, 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 they're st- their sternum of the chest go- touches their backbone, yeah, Zooks, <laughs> man, that's a serious punch. Is he good enough where he can still be an elite player with this injury? Absolutely. I mean, he's that good. And good players understand and learn how to adapt to the limitations of their injury. That's just part of what being a pro really is about. It's not about, for an offensive lineman, it's about showing up, it's about playing well all the time, and it's about playing when you're healthy, when you're unhealthy, you know, when you're sick, when you're, when you're injured. Yeah. You play within the limitations of what you have, but you learn to adapt and you learn what you need to do to get ready to play and to rehab from being ready to play. And you know what? That's exactly what's going to happen. Marcus Gilbert's going to, for lack of a better phrase, and I wish I had a better one, suck it up. He's going to deal with this injury. And the reality is he's going to need surgery at the end of the season, and it's going to linger all year long, and it's going to affect his play, and he's going to have to kind of relearn the offensive line position. And Wolf says it's going to be really difficult uh, to punch with that arm and extend it, and th- they're going to have to tape it, and it's just it's going to be tough. Um, doesn't mean you don't want him out there. I think you do. Uh, the backup plan is Ryan Harris, and here's what Craig Wolfley has to say about his performance thus far in the preseason and his evaluation of him uh, as a Pittsburgh Steeler thus far. He's a good player. You know, I mean, the guy, is, what became apparent right away is there's a reason he's in his 10th year. You know, he he's not great at any one thing. He's good at a lot of things. Okay. So whether it's the reach block, whether it's the double team, whether it's pass protection in combination, pass protection singular, um, you know, knowing knowing on the backside, don't let him, anybody cross your face, getting to the second level, all those things. There's not a he's not he's not a Superman in any one thing, but he is certainly very good in a, in all aspects of playing offensive line, which tells you. That's why he lasted 10 years. You don't last double-digit years in this league out of handouts or just being you know, in the right place at the right time. You, you've got to be a good player to last that long. Fair enough. And I'm not crazy about Ryan Harris. I haven't loved what I've seen from him thus far. But if Craig Wolfley thinks he's a good player, then I think that he's certainly a serviceable guy, somebody who can help the Steelers and help their depth. If he's your swing tackle... I don't think he got a problem with that, and if he has to spell Marcus Gilbert at times uh, because of that Elling Elbel, I think you can survive with him uh, on the football field. What about on the defensive line? Talked about the offensive line. How about Cam Hayward? What's he dealing with with that high ankle sprain? Is that something that's going to linger all season long? Here's what Craig Wolfley had to say about that and the Steelers' depth up front on that defensive line. 
the fact is he's going to be more at a disadvantage if he's hobbled, you know, because if you can't have the, the excellent takeoff, get off the time to snaps, to be able to stay low and play pad level um, and protect yourself out there, you, you, you're going to get hurt again. And so for Cam, uh, hoping that uh, that it's closer to a one than a two-grade sprain, um, hopefully he's got now the, enough time that he's able to uh, recover fully from it. Because having that ankle flexion, the, the ability to – uh, get up on your toes. If he can't get up on his toes, he can't defend himself. Yeah. Know? So that'll be the that will be how they go about uh, judging. Then you got we have Ricardo Matthews, who's exactly where I wanted to go. Who's been playing so very well. I do think the Steelers will fare better this year, Wolf, than they did last year. Whenever Stephon Tuitt was off the field, they were zero and two when he was injured. Whenever he didn't play. I like the depth they have this year. You mentioned Ricardo Matthews, and I don't care if you called him Ricardo Multiball or not, as long as you don't call him Cam Thomas. Right. I think he's going to be better there. And man, you gotta love Javon Hargrave, and I think he's got position flexibility. Uh, I have faith that those two guys will add something, will add more athleticism than the defensive line had last year. And that's no slight to Steve McClendon. But I I think you feel better about Ricardo Matthews out there on that end than you probably would about Steve McClendon out there. Well, there's no question that uh, uh, Ricardo Matthews looks like to be a very positive upgrade over uh, Cam Newton last year. Or Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam, Cam Newton's big enough to play D-line. <laughs> yeah, you Put know. him on the end. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, watching him, um, it's funny because, again, what first grabbed me last year, I was thinking, you know, he, he reminds me, if I have to go as Hindu, that would be a Darnell Dockett. He's not as big, he's not as mm. strong, and he's not as explosive or as good as Darnell Dockett. But you watch his similarities of both uh, his his body mass and his movement because that that's what I watch. I watch movement movement patterns. Yeah, and you start to see similarities. And he's explosive. He plays on a good low pad level. He's got a nice forward lean, but doesn't get too far too head heavy. Um, so he's able to manage and do a good job both on the double teams and on the singular when he gets on a three technique, being able to uh, stru- uh, you know, uh, straight arm the guard and come off and, and play the stretch. So he's a guy that um, I, I think is, is a good pickup and is going to have some significant playing time over the course of the season. Yeah, I like him. I, 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 and I like him with Javon Hargrave. Uh, those two guys have collapsed some pockets together uh, thus far being out there. How about Hargrave's sack uh, in the last game? Yeah. I mean, he, he seemed to be at the quarterback before the ball was snapped. Yeah. I mean, he just, and we know that about him is that he brings that quickness. But I, I just get more impressed with that guy game in and game out. And I can't wait to see how he uh, can wreak some havoc on defenses during the regular season. There was two pass rushes that, that really uh, intrigued me the other night. And the one was Javon Hargrave just because he moved from, I think he, did he go to the inside or outside the shoulder of the guard? But he got either from the inside to the outside or the outside to the inside on the guy really quick. Like I, I said from the beginning, he has a tendency and a knack for getting to the edge of a player and using that, meaning getting to just on that edge where he can turn the guy, mm. swim the guy, uppercut. A lot of guys, in, in, intrinsically, they'll go down the middle of a man, which is going to slow you down. Yeah. That's going through the greatest force of resistance. 
source of resistance, uh, you know. But if you just have that knack of always playing to the edge of a man, you're always going to be get, give it, have an opportunity to turn him to get that edge and get by him. So uh, Javon, again, has shown that, that, that knack about it. Um, the other one was when uh, I believe it was Anthony Ciccolo and Stefan Tuitt uh, ran a twist game. And Stefan Tuitt came so tight off this twist. And, and Ciccolo did a great job of driving inside, um, take, dragging the tackle down and picking the guard. And it was a very tight twist game. And, and Stefan is a beast was on the quarterback before you could say, ouch. Stefan Tuitt lived in the backfield in that game against the Saints. He's... He's yeah. a stud. Hey, you he's know, a stud. He is, he is a stud. Yeah, he's a stud. And the Steelers' defensive line is better for it. They were 0-2 without him last year. I think he's going to be even better this year. Really good player. I like Ricardo Matthews. And I really like the rookie, Javon Hargrave, out of South Carolina State, the third-round pick. And we'll talk there about his natural ability to not go down the center of a man. We've talked a lot, of course, about his ability to get off the ball. And that's another thing Wolf and I addressed on the program earlier on today. Wolf said, look, when I was a, you know, Wolf was a guard. He said, whenever I played against a guy like that, it's so difficult to time that snap count right. And all you're thinking about is getting off the ball as fast as you possibly can. He said, back in my day, we didn't have snap counts. We didn't rather have the silent counts the way you do now. So when you're on the road going up against a guy like that, it was even more difficult and it still is more difficult on the road doing that now um, but back then much more tough and Wolf said a guy like that you're just thinking about the snap count the entire time and that makes things pretty difficult so obviously the Steelers will be missing uh, one of the better players on their defense with Cam Hayward if he is not able to go in that first game against the uh, Washington Redskins and I think that you want to let him heal I think the Steelers' defensive line is good enough to win that game against Washington even without Cam Hayward. And you don't want this to be an injury that lingers because if he's not 100%, that means that he's going to get pushed around a little bit more out there, and it means that he could hurt that ankle even further. That's definitely not something that you want to see. Okay, now time to get to the roster moves that the Steelers made earlier on, and they released a couple of guys, but the big move, of course, was that the Steelers put Ladarius Green on the physically unable to perform list. That means he will not be eligible to practice or play for the Pittsburgh Steelers until at least week six of the 2016 season. That stinks for this team. Now, the reality here is that they can still put up points without Ladarius Green, as we saw against the New Orleans Saints in that preseason game. As long as Ben Roethlisberger is healthy, as long as that offensive line stays healthy, and Antonio Brown is on the football field, the Steelers will have one of the more potent offenses in the entire National Football League. Uh, But this definitely hurts their red zone production for this year, and it's going to hurt their ability to target defenses down the field because this guy's big, he's fast, he can stretch the field, and Jesse James simply cannot do that. What does this mean? Well, it means Jesse James is going to be your number one replacement at this point for Heath Miller, but it also means, in my mind, a lot of Eli Rogers. I think we're going to see this guy catch 50 or 60 balls this season. Steelers are going to go to a lot of four wide receiver sets. They're going to spread the field, and they're going to attack defenses that way. I think the Steelers will be a good offensive team, bordering on great, and I still look at them as one of the two contenders 
for the Super Bowl in the AFC along with the New England Patriots. Uh, I don't think the Bengals are quite there. Uh, I don't think the Ravens are quite there, although I do think that they're both okay football teams. I think the Bengals better than the Ravens. Um, But this is certainly a blow for the Steelers, uh, although I don't think it's a massive blow if he's able to return in Week 6. If he's unable to go the entire season, well, that's a problem. But we'll get there when we get there. In addition to Ladarius Green going on the pup list, Jacob Hagan, the safety, was released, as was Devontae Siegler and cornerback Kevin White. Steelers roster now sits at 75. I mentioned that Mike Tomlin spoke today to the media. Well, he had this little nugget whenever he was asked about the Colin Kaepernick situation. Uh, it made me laugh out loud. Any final for Coach? Yeah, yes, Coach, you have any comment on the Colin Kaepernick not standing for the national anthem the other day? I don't. Do you speak to your players? I don't have a comment whatsoever regarding it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you stay out of the news cycle. Coming up tomorrow, we'll talk a lot more about the Ladarius Green situation, its impact on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we'll take a look ahead to the game coming up on Thursday night. Don't miss that. That's coming up tomorrow on Locked On Steelers. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to advertise, you can. AdamCrowley6 at gmail.com. You can ask me some Twitter questions on Twitter, at Adam Crowley, SNR. Make sure you're checking out the rest of our Locked On Podcast Network, and make sure you listen to Locked On NFL with our buddy Matt Williamson. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.